Go to College, They Said, a podcast hosted by Get Involved NC, your center for student engagement and leadership at Niagara College. We're here for students who are looking to make the most out of their time in college, enhance their experience, make connections, and gain a competitive edge. This is an all-access pass for students to listen, learn, and start to lead with their best professional foot forward. So go to college, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Hello, and welcome back to Go to College, They Said, your podcast for NC students to put your best professional foot forward. It's your host, Sarah, and today we are sharing the audio from a workshop that we hosted yesterday with an alumni. You have heard her on the podcast before. I will link her previous episode in our show notes that is about elevating your LinkedIn profile, and you can listen in to the audio from her workshop that she ran yesterday with us in partnership with our alumni office, Maddie Fuller. She's an alumni of the HR program here at NC and has gone on to have so many amazing career moves and has attained them all through LinkedIn. So a true expert. She gives so much great advice, steps you should be doing. She even gives you a formula to create your own summary, let people know who you are and what you do and what you're looking for on LinkedIn. So listen in and take some notes. And this is really great information to prepare as we have our virtual career fair launching on Wednesday, February 17th. Students pay attention to that day. I will link the website that you can watch for the career fair. It is coming soon, but this year's career fair is virtual and we're so excited to deliver a fully interactive online experience for both employers and students. Employers will be able to connect with students using Eventus, which is the online event software, and the fair is actually open to Niagara College students as well as the community. So how the virtual fair will work is it's just like a regular career fair. Our virtual fairs make it easy for students to browse which employers they're interested in talking to, and it gives you the ability to browse employers relevant to your program and experience. So there will be time slots available, one-on-one sessions with employers that students can book, as well as open group sessions where all students can attend. The career fair, like I said, will take place through a separate website. It's called Ventus, and it'll launch two weeks before the career fair day allowing you to log in and prepare. So what do students do or how how do they participate? So once the registration is open, a link will be available on this website. So until then, just sit tight as it's not launched yet. But leading up to the fair, you can register for Aventus and create your profile, which employers can view. And this is where you'll upload your resume. So it's really great to have this information from Maddie to help better prepare you and make that profile as well. And once you've completed your profile, you can start browsing the employer's virtual booths. So be sure to RSVP to their one-on-one time slots or open group sessions as they are limited. You can also book sessions with employers on the day of the fair if there's any availability left. But as always, it's better to be prepared. So look ahead of time, browse, and get ready and start with this session with Maddie. Without further ado, thank you, Maddie, so much. Yeah, of course. I'm just going to make sure... I'm just gonna make sure I have everything up. I have two screens, which is a game changer if anyone ever is thinking about getting two screens. It's literally amazing. But awesome, Sarah, thank you so much um, for having me along with alumni. Thank you so much. It's always great to come back to Niagara College, even if it's virtual. Um, So I'm excited to chat with all of you today about breaking through the clutter. So how to make your story stand out 
on LinkedIn. And I also want to start with a land acknowledgement as well. Um, so we begin this workshop by acknowledging the land on which we gather is the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe people, many of whom continue to live and work here today. This territory is covered by the Upper Canada Treaties and was, is within the land protected, protected by the Dish with One Spoon Wampum Agreement. And today this gathering place is home to many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people. And acknowledging reminds us that our great standard of living is directly uh, related to the resources and friendship of Indigenous people. Awesome. And just a quick introduction from me. I am a career coach, so I am currently a career success specialist at Juno College, which is a career college that connects people to front-end development roles. So people go through a nine-week intensive boot camp to learn how to code and build websites and all of that cool stuff. And then I connect them to jobs. And it's pretty much a place where you change your career and pivot your career. I'm also a proud NC alum, so I took the human resources management post grad program. And I also worked at Niagara College too for a year and almost two years, which was so awesome. I also love to volunteer in the in the community. I used to live in Niagara. Now I live in Hamilton and I am a cat mom as well. So I have two cats that I am obsessed with. And another bonus fact is LinkedIn has actually helped me get all of my jobs in one way or another. So I'm excited to share with you some of the tips I have learned over the past couple years of using LinkedIn. And yeah, and just a little bit of a housekeeping. I have the chat up on one of my, on one of my screens. So if you do have any questions or comments um, throughout the session, please put them in there. Um, I may, you know, address them uh, during the presentation or we'll wait at the end as well. And I also throw some questions out there to all of you throughout this workshop. Awesome. So just some of the things we'll be covering is why LinkedIn? I know many people are like, what is the importance of LinkedIn? Which is a completely understandable question. Um, building your profile, the job search on LinkedIn, engaging and posting on LinkedIn, and then building your story, which I think is a really, really important piece of just building a, you know, a career path in general, not just for LinkedIn. Um, and then next steps. So what is LinkedIn? I know that uh, maybe if you don't have LinkedIn, which is completely fine as well, maybe just like put in the chat, do you have LinkedIn? Do you not have LinkedIn? Totally fine either way. Um, but I always find it really interesting to look at LinkedIn's mission and vision to really understand the kind of community that LinkedIn is you know, driving to create. So it's a social network for professionals and has 706 million users world, world, worldwide. And they have a crazy statistic of the amount of new people joining like every second, which is crazy. But the main mission of LinkedIn is to connect the world professionals to make them more productive and successful. And the vision, which I also love um, because, you know, it really creates LinkedIn as this accessible platform to any kind of professional, but to create economic opportunity for every member of the global workforce. So it's not just somewhere um, that you go and, you know, just only share good news or only, only share, you know, when you get a job, it's also somewhere that wants to connect you to new opportunities and to build that kind of economic opportunity for everyone. So I really, really like that about LinkedIn. Just a quick question. Why do you use, why do you use LinkedIn right now? Or do you not use as LinkedIn as much as you'd like to? I know a lot of people have a profile. Um, they may not use it, um, you know, on a weekly, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis even, but why do you use LinkedIn or maybe why don't you use LinkedIn? 
And a couple, for specifically for this presentation of, you know, why use LinkedIn, two reasons of what I view it as is a place to share your story and a place to job search. And it's kind of a chicken and the egg situation of what comes first in terms of like building building your LinkedIn. Um, and I really do think this is, these are two things that need to happen all at once. Um, you know, sh sharing your story on LinkedIn, making sure that not only is your profile, you know, full and it looks like it, you have like all of your information on it, but that you're also posting things, engaging and building a story on LinkedIn and outside of LinkedIn. And that in turn will make your job search easier. But for the sake of this workshop, I want to focus on these two big whys of, you know, it's important because, you know, you get to share your story and it also gives you an avenue um, to job search and see what opportunities are out there. And firstly, I want to kind of just lay the, lay the land a bit with a, a couple um, important kind of slides here to lay the land for building a story and personal brand on LinkedIn and finding a job. So I really want you to think about, and we'll chat about this a little bit later in the presentation, but I want you to think about, um, you know, a, the per, a personal brand is a focused and genuine delivery of your story with the hopes of leaving a positive impact. So a, the LinkedIn is really a personal brand on a budget. I'll say, I think I have a pretty good brand on social media and on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I've gotten to the point of my career where, where I think I can say that. And I haven't spent uh, I haven't spent a penny on building my building my brand on LinkedIn or Instagram or any of those other platforms. So it's a really good opportunity for that. And then in terms of the job search, 93% of recruiters use LinkedIn to research and recruit candidates. So I want you to keep, you know, these two things in mind as we go forward of, you know, your personal brand on a budget of really creating this focus and genuine delivery of your story, whatever that might be. Um, and that 93% of recruiters are on LinkedIn. Um, so awesome. And Courtney, I see, I feel that my, I'm just going to read your comment out loud. I feel that my professional life is not noteworthy enough to publish online. So Courtney, I would have to disagree, but we'll chat a bit about that later on in the presentation because I totally, you know, I, I, I definitely have felt that way in the past as well. So we'll chat about that a little bit later. So to begin, let's, let's focus on the profile of LinkedIn. So this is what my profile looks like. I have, I have my headline here. I have my summary here, all of my basic information. And I want us to kind of, maybe if you um, could, you could bring up your LinkedIn now, or if you're going to be building a LinkedIn profile after this presentation, maybe, you know, get, get a pen and paper down to write these notes out. But I wanted to start with the headline. So we're going to build a little bit of your resume or maybe optimize a bit of your resume. Um, so first is the headline, which is right under your name. But you have, a, for your headline, you have 120 characters to tell people who you are and what you do. Because this is what people see when they search up your name. So like Sarah Singleton, Maddie Fuller, and they see what you do, your name and your headline right away. Um, so I am a big fan of creating formulas to make things easier to put together for everyone. So I want you to start with thinking about the action you do and your passion. And the action you do can even be that you're a student in the School of Business at Niagara College or you're a student in uh, the school, like uh, in the horticulture program, for example. It doesn't have to be yet, you know, 
the examples I put here were bridging talent to tech, which is my headline, uh, teaching the next generation, providing healthcare to Canadians, customer service specialists. So it can be, you know, something quite literal. It doesn't have to be, you know, what mine is. Maybe it's a little bit, that sounds a little bit more, not hypothetical, but more analogy based, uh, but it can be something quite literal of what you do. So again, student or someone who's learning to, someone who's aiming to become, you know, um, a sales professional. Um, and then I want you to focus on your passion because I think it's very easy for us to say, you know, I'm in school to do this. Okay. That's awesome. But what are you passionate about? People like to hear, you know, what are you passionate about? What are you, what is your goal for your, for your career, for your, for your next step in life? So I want you to include your passion. So for example, my passion that I included here. So this is my to do bridging talent to tech. And my passion is literally I'm passionate about connecting, including and empowering. But that could be something like contributing to and building up my community, helping businesses grow, providing, uh, you know, providing health care to Canadians could also be your passion. So what are you passionate about? And this could even be what you're hoping your passion will be in the future and what you're wanting to do in your career, regardless of what industry you're in. You know, it could be photography. It could be, you know, journalism really focus on the action you do or want to do and the, what you're hoping to do and what simply what you're passionate about. Oh, I was just about to say, this is, this is recorded, but all of you know that already. So I might be going through this a little bit fast, but you can go back uh, to view this later. And I will also send out the slide deck too. And next I want to look at the summary. So this is, you know, this is the summary right here underneath the about, underneath your name and headline. And this is a place where you get to expand a little bit of who you are. So this is where you can say, this is what I'm taking in, in school. This is what I do outside of school. This is what I'm hoping to do afterwards. Or maybe um, you're, the current program you're in right now at Niagara College is a second career. So maybe you came from a certain line of work before you were doing something before you came to Niagara College. So it's an overview of your professional experiences is number one. Here's back to my formula, uh, for my formula structure for this. It's an overview of your professional experiences. It's what you do off the clock and any fun facts. And I put that in quotations because that could be volunteer experiences. It could be what you're passionate about. It could even be languages that you speak. And what do you want people to do after they look at your profile? So going back here, you can see I highlighted what I do professionally. I highlighted what I'm passionate about. And then I highlighted what I want people to do after they read my profile. Um, so for someone maybe who's in school right now, you know, um, you could say, you know, as a student in Niagara College School of Business, I'm combining my passion for, um, you know, providing um, great, great, great quality customer service to people through my experience working at, you know, a specific retail store, for example. And I'm really looking forward to starting my career as a sales professional. Um, and then getting into what you do outside. So that might be, you know, do you have a part-time job right now? Are you volunteering um, virtually on campus? I was just about to say on campus, but we're not there right now, but virtually have you volunteered in the past? What do you do that contributes again to what you're hoping to do in the future? And what do you want people to do after they read it? So for me, I put, are you a company looking for tech, tech talent? Let's chat. Um, 
But for someone that maybe if you're job searching or even if you're just wanting to connect with people in your industry, you could say, you know, I'm someone that's looking to looking to have a, a chat with someone, um, someone in the sales industry would love to learn more about your experience in the sales industry. Let's chat. So it doesn't have to be anything connected to necessarily a give and take transaction. And it could even be a call to action to build a community or build a network and connect with other people that you're hoping to learn from as well. Um, so again, back to my little formula, an overview of your professional. And I also wanted to put in here professional slash educational experience, what you do off the clock, um, and fun facts and that action call. Um, and again, this is a really great way to bring all of this together with your headline, with your summary. And this is something that's fluid as well. This could be something that you, you know, it might take a month for you to get to something that you, that you really are happy with. And that's okay. Cause this is, I literally change mine like every month I feel. Um, so again, just wanted to provide some actionable formulas for you to use as you put this together. So next I want to get into, um, the job search on, on LinkedIn. Um, and I don't know, I know that summertime's coming up. Um, and some of you may be looking for internships as well as part of your program. So that job search is all, um, that specific job search is within this job search one-on-one as well. Um, but a couple things that some tips I always say for people starting their job search on LinkedIn, and I'll get into some, some tools, some actual tools that you can use on LinkedIn as well. Um, but LinkedIn is a great place to do your homework for your job search. So, and I'll, I'll repeat this a little bit later, but I always say that LinkedIn is a great place to go search. Um, I mean, I'm sure all of, all of you have heard of when people Facebook, Facebook lurk people or Facebook stalk people, when you can go and, you know, you can see who's friends of who you can see mutual friends. You can do the same thing on LinkedIn. It might sound a little bit weird, but LinkedIn is a great opportunity to find companies that you're really interested in or roles that you're really interested in. You're able to see, okay, my friend or my friends of a friend works there. Maybe I can connect with them. Okay. This is how many salespeople they have on their team. This is how many developers they have on their team for example, and I'll show you how to work this company page in a couple minutes, but really LinkedIn is the place that you can do your homework. Another tip is this sounds a little bit harsh, but it's also about getting over yourself a bit on LinkedIn as well. Um, cause I know many of us, um, you know, for myself, I'm always reaching out to strangers on LinkedIn in terms of, I want to build my network. I want to learn from them. Maybe I want them to come in and chat with my job seekers that I work with. And this took a couple years to get to the point where I'm comfortable of messaging to get, to get information, to, you know, make connections, to get mentorship. And really the first thing you have to do on LinkedIn, especially when you're job searching is really, do not worry if you want a job. Um, it's all about making those connections, reaching out to that person and saying, Hey, I just applied to this job. I really love what your company's doing. And I would love to connect more to chat. And that might sound really out of many people's comfort zone. I know it originally was way out of my comfort zone, but it's really about, you know, putting yourself out there and realizing that the worst thing that can happen on LinkedIn when you're making reach outs, when you're, when you're connecting with people is that someone does not answer you back. And that I promise you is the worst thing that will happen. So really when you're beginning your job search, it's about having an open mind and also not being too judgmental on yourself as well and just going for it. 
Um, and it's about optimizing your profile as well. So I'll get into a, a couple really interesting statistics after this about optimizing your profile, but it is about having an eye-catching headline like we were just talking about, having an eye-catching summary that really outlines what you're bringing to the table and what you want for your future career as well. Um, and it's about, you know, even having, um, a, a profile picture and yes, many of us, it's not like we can just go see a photographer on campus right now, but my profile picture currently, actually my profile picture for my zoom right now was taken by an iPhone. So we can all, you know, take, get, get that profile picture up. Um, and it's also about making sure that your LinkedIn is filled out as well. So showing, you know, where you're at at school right now, maybe what classes you're in at school to show what kind of knowledge you're picking up and including all of your relevant work experience as well, which I'll get into a little bit later. Um, and couple last posts is nurture your network. Um, so it's about connecting with people in your class, connecting with your professors as well. I have all of my, I added all of my professors during my time at uh, Niagara College on LinkedIn. A lot of them are sharing great job posts. A lot of them, I know I have Jen on, on LinkedIn, for example. I know she shares a lot of great stuff on social media. Um, and it's good to engage, even if you, if you give it a like or comment or, or uh, ask questions relevant to the post. Um, and not being scared to send out those requests, even even if it's to you know an old friend in high school or someone within your same industry um, and lastly and we'll get into this as well it's about engaging and posting I'm not going to go too much into this because um, I'm going to talk about that in just a second so some tools to use um, specifically for for the job search so first things first this is what it looks like when you're when on the main page of you know looking for open positions on linkedin of searching for like specific titles and you know you can see here i was searching for insurance for whatever reason i think that was based on my previous role at brock um and you can also put specific location as well so if you're only looking for niagara or hamilton or toronto and you can also the number one thing that you can also set up is once you uh, create a search for yourself, you can actually set up job alerts on, on LinkedIn and job for job alerts. Users are actually four times more likely to hear back from a job. If they apply for it, if they apply for a job posting within the first 10 minutes. So when something is posted, uh, and you set up your job alerts, you can actually set it up. So it notifies you right away, which is really, really awesome. And then obviously with job alerts, some of you might already have this set up. You can also get, um, postings, um, a daily kind of email with all the posts. So for example, I'm always on the lookout for, for jobs, for my job seekers based in, um, front end development. And I get an email every single day that shows me all the most recent front end development roles that were posted. Um, and you can also change the settings in your profile um, to let people know that you are actively seeking and you can actually change this to an internship as well. So I know, um, which is a great thing. There's a lot of programs at Niagara College that want, um, that uh, require you to complete an internship, which is great. So you can actually show recruiters on your career interests that you're looking for an internship, maybe not in New York, uh, but in Toronto or Niagara, for example, and in specific um, um, job titles as well. 
Another tool to use as well, and this is what I meant by optimizing your profile, because there's a lot, a lot of things that you can add to your profile, and one of those are skills. So if you scroll down to the bottom of your profile, you can actually see um, all of suggested skills based off your profile. So let's just say you're putting down experience of customer service, or that you worked as, you know, an admin assistant, or you worked as, you know, uh, on campus somewhere. They'll take that and suggest certain skills, and you can add, you can actually add that directly to your profile. And for those who have um, at least five skills on their profiles are actually 20, 27 times more likely to be discovered by recruiters. LinkedIn actually just released a whole bunch of awesome statistics from the past six months, um, especially based on COVID and how that's changed the use of their platform. Um, but it's really important to utilize that skill section. And I'll tell you another reason why it's important is because when you're actually looking for positions, so here, for example, a ta talent acquisition specialist, um, in job postings on LinkedIn, you can actually see how much your skills are matched by, um, which is kind of cool. So as you can see here, I was missing three, three different skills that weren't on my profile, um, but it gives you a good idea of, you know, how your skills stack up to positions, but also recruiters can see um, how you match up with the position as well, based on what skills you have on your profile. Awesome. And then I'm sure some of you have seen a lot of people using the open for work ring on their profile as well and the hashtag. So always um, make sure you're utilizing that if you are looking for an internship or a job in the future. And then also uh, follow company pages too. So I think I was talking about this before. This is the college that I actually work for. And when you start following companies, you can get notifications when they post. So A, you can obviously engage with what they're posting, but you can also apply because usually many people, well, most of the time companies post their job postings through through LinkedIn. And you can also see what employees are there. So let's just say I wasn't working at Juno right now. I can see that I actually have three uh, connections that work at Juno. So if I saw a job posting that was, you know, really interesting to me, I could reach out to my friend Chi Chi and be like, Hey, like I just apply for this role. I would love, you know, I would love to hear more about the role or even uh, a recommendation or, or uh, if I could have the name for the person hiring for this role. And you can also see all of their employees as well. So maybe I go to their employees section and I see that, um, you know, there's two people that work there that actually is alumni from Niagara college as well. That's a really easy reach out to. So again, there's, a lot of cool things that can happen on the company on the company page and you get to learn more about companies that you really like as well and like I said once you have tools I mean sorry once you have skills on your profile people can actually come and endorse your skills so as you see here it shows um, you know a couple people have endorsed my skills for public speaking for time management I can see you know colleagues uh, past colleagues at Brock that have endorsed my skills um, so maybe if you if you have a class or some friends right now even just going around and endorsing some of your friends and some skills it's always nice to get a notification that someone endorsed you for a skill but this is also a really good way to optimize your profile too so recruiters and or anyone visiting your profile can see that and it's the same thing with recommendations as well. So at the bottom of your profile, close to skills, people can leave recommendations here that are shown. You can actually ask for recommendations as well, and you can give recommendations too. So let's just say you had a great professor, or you want to give a, re a recommendation for all the great work that Sarah does on campus, for example, you can actually go to her profile and write one here with the pencil. And if you want Sarah to give you a recommendation, you can ask for one. So again, just little ways to 
optimize your profile even before you start that job search. And I also added this tool in today, actually. LinkedIn has a new tool called Career Explorer. So you can actually, it connects you with the knowledge, confidence, and even LinkedIn courses to fill the gaps between what you use or what your previous role is or what you're currently taking at school. And it actually shows you all of the, sk like the skills overlap that you already have um, based on the skills you have in your profile, skills to build on, and also just the popularity of the, of the, um, of the job as well. So this example was like food server and it showed all the skills that a food server has and it shows what kind of, um, uh, position aligns well with that and where you can build skills to even build a profile for that. So it's kind of like career pivoting. I know career pivoting is a really big topic right now. Um, but if you are, you know, if you're in the middle of a career pivot, you know, you're back at school for something new, you can actually see, explore some careers that are within this space as well. So this is actually a separate website. So if you Google like LinkedIn career explorer, it will come right up. Um, I haven't been able to find it like actually on LinkedIn, but it is really, to, really easy to find on Google. And it's a super cool, really easy to use, um, uh, kind of system as well. And I find it really cool that it also recommends LinkedIn courses that you can take. Cause I know all of you have access to LinkedIn. I believe it. I mean, at least, uh, Niagara college students did when I was there. Uh, but LinkedIn courses are also a great way, great thing to add to your profile as well. Awesome. So I'm doing, I'm going to do a really quick segue only because of my current role. I've had really great opportunities to learn, um, you know, how to apply for jobs properly. So I want to quickly do a side side note of, uh, just running through some steps of when you first see, you know, a job posting on LinkedIn and what you do. So you can post this in the chat as well, but you see a job posting that looks perfect for you. What are your next steps? What do you do first when you see a job posting that you're really interested in? Maybe it's a, the perfect job that you can do while you're in school right now, or the perfect internship, or even a perfect job for later on. What do you do? Um, and I'll share with you what I would do. Um, re so I, first, research. So you can research on LinkedIn. You can look at the job posting and reflect and align. So when we see that career explorer page, even, and a lot of self-assessments out there, you can see, okay, what skill sets do I have right now? What skills do I have right now that aligns really well with this job or where are some skills I need to action that I need to work on to get to that point? So maybe this is a perfect job for after graduation, for example. And then if you decide to go ahead and apply for that job, it's always about personalizing the application. So sending in a resume, sending in a, and I'm not going to get into resume and cover letter because that's a whole other workshop, um, but sending in your resume, sending in that personalized cover letter, and also utilizing LinkedIn, back to my point of getting over ourselves a bit, also using links, LinkedIn to personalize your reach out to someone that you would be working with in this position. So let's just say you see, you know, a manager for the department you're applying for, just a simple connection request with a note saying, hi, you know, my name's Sarah, I just applied for this role, would love to connect and find out more about it. Really going the extra mile because people will get hundreds of job postings, but people that go that extra mile to make that personalized introduction can go a really long way. And LinkedIn's a great, you know, platform to, to do that on. 
And then follow up, follow up, follow up. So I have the mentality and this, I've seen this work for many people I've spoken to and for myself is when you apply for a job, always follow up on it. So maybe you apply to maybe, you know, a week after it's always good to follow up and say, hi, I just, you know, I apply for this job. I would love to see where the process is at. You'd be surprised at how many people are like, you know what? life just got busy and I actually like haven't even looked at the applications, but since you reached out, let's chat. It happens more than often. Um, so again, just wanted to have that little aside for everyone to share some of my secret tips on when you see that job posting that you, that you really want on LinkedIn. Awesome. So I'm just keeping an eye on time, man. I talk a lot. <laughs> I want to make sure I get into, get into everything before, before we get into questions. But, um, next is how to post and engage on LinkedIn and how to really use your LinkedIn to the full potential. So I think someone said earlier, you know, I don't like, I don't know what to, you know, I don't know what to share on LinkedIn, what, you know, what stories I should share, but really what I always say, the biggest tips is share posts that are connected to you. So let's just say, you know, you're really passionate about, you know, accessible access to education, for example, or you're really passionate about, um, uh, event planning, for example, you know, share posts. It doesn't have to be posts that you created yourself. For example, I shared, I just gave an example of me com, like com, um, adding some commentary to something. You know, I was really passionate about um, uh, Scotiabank getting rid of student resumes. I thought that was awesome. So, so I shared it. Post about any events or classes that you found interesting. You know, you are in a, such an awesome opportunity right now that you have a wealth of knowledge being thrown at you. You have profs telling you awesome, awesome, um, um, awesome information. You go to events like this and other events that Sarah, that Sarah puts on and other departments put on, and you really have such a wealth of knowledge that a lot of people wish they had right now. I wish I was in school. I loved sharing things that I, that I learned in school and the projects I did. Um, luckily at Niagara College, you have a lot of hands-on projects, even virtual. So share things like that. And share thoughts on particular topics, like I said, how I shared, um, you know, something specifically on resumes, because I am very interested in cover letters and resumes and career building. And also don't be scared to share accomplishments either. So let's just say, you know, you did a great job presenting in class today, or maybe you got over a little bit of stage fright, a little bit of nervousness of, of getting out of your comfort zone, um, or even, you know, making a first post on LinkedIn and admitting, you know, I haven't used LinkedIn, but I want to start using it to share my story. Um, so again, it doesn't have to be anything groundbreaking that you're sharing. I think a lot of people think LinkedIn is a place where you share, you know, this groundbreaking research or that, you know, you got this big promotion, but it's really about sharing your experience, especially let's put it in this perspective an experience of being a student at Niagara college, um, during this very, um, new time, uh, in post-secondary and taking all of your classes virtual. That's a really big thing to share about. And I'm sure a lot of you have learned different, um, you know, you learned different tips and different strategies that work for you learning virtual and being engaged virtual, like coming to this session. So that's things you can share on LinkedIn. It doesn't have to be anything major like the director of global head campus recruitment would share because, you know, a lot of people would be really, I know I will, would be really intrigued to hear what students have to say, especially during this time. Awesome. I'm going to skip, I'm, I might come back to this if we have time, but I want to get into a little bit of building your value proposition as well. So we went through, you know, 
putting together, optimizing your LinkedIn profile, but let's talk a little bit bigger picture because it's easy for me to just tell you, you need to pose, you need to make your pro, you need to make your summary this, you need to make your headline this, but let's talk about what you can share and actually finding that, that voice for yourself or the story to share. Cause this is a story that you can share on LinkedIn or that you can share on Twitter or you can share with your class or whatever it is. So I want you to think, what is your value proposition? And this is also, you know, what is your secret sauce? Um, you know, what, even if you're coming from a previous um, educational background or, or uh, you know, uh, work experience before coming to Niagara College, you're in a program right now, or you have a really, really, you know, a strength that you want to bring forward, what is your value proposition? And I always view the value pro your value proposition, or you could even call it secret sauce or my passion in kind of a triangle. So asking, I think always asking what motivates you, um, you know, that might be the current program you're in now, you know, you want to, maybe you're in a more environmental program, for example, and that really motivates you to be able to create, you know, a greener, more sustainable environment. What do you have to offer? Maybe the education you're bringing in, your past experience, an internship experience, volunteer experience, even just who you are as a person, that you're a great communicator, that you're kind, um, that you are uh, have great communication skills. What do you have to offer? And what does the market need? I think often we focus on these two pieces down here, which is the most, which is the most important, but also what does that, what does the market need? Um, and really thinking about finding a place in that. So take a few seconds and ask yourself when you're asking the story, asking the question of what is your story? I want you to also think of what are your strengths and skills? So going back to what I said, maybe, you know, you like speaking in front of people. That's a great strength and that's a great skill. Um, maybe you are very organized and you're someone that's very type A. You like keeping things in order. I know, I know I am extremely type A, but I consider that a strength of mine. Um, maybe that you have very great technical skills as well. Maybe you're in a program that it requires more technical skills. Um, and also thinking about what are your values and what drives you? So in terms of what are your values, you know, that could even be what kind of, what kind of employment are you looking for? What kind of environment do you thrive in? What do you value? Do you value, you know, a work-life balance? Do you value, you know, an equitable workplace? Um, and what drives you? And that could be something as easy as, you know, you had someone that really encouraged you to come to Niagara College for something specific. Maybe you had a moment in your childhood that really encouraged you to go to school for photography or go to school for culinary. What is that moment or that moment you can think of or that, that person or that event or whatever it is that really drives you? So just think, take a few seconds to ask yourself, what are your strengths and skills? What are your values and what drives you? And this might be something that you might need to think about for you know more than a couple seconds and you can always return back to this presentation, but I think it is really good to just reflect on that. I am going to show this video for you all as well. So this is a really awesome video to show. Maybe some of you are still like, you know, I can't think like, I don't know what my unique story is. Like, I don't know. I don't know like what I can bring to the table. Um, and this Ted talk really, it's only four minutes long. It really changed my perspective on how we view um, our story and how that can actually help us, you know, get really cool opportunities. So just give me a second here. You're sitting at your computer about to apply for your dream job. But then thoughts start to go through your head that this is a waste of your time. Maybe you're thinking, my parents didn't go to college. 
or I have a learning disability. When I went on their website and I looked at the folks in the most senior level roles, I didn't see anyone who represented my race or my gender. There's just no way I'm gonna get this job. So you don't even submit the application. But I'm here to tell you that your self-doubt about your experiences can be the key to driving your career success. Most of us experience self-doubt at high stakes moments, especially if they're people of color, first generation college student, or they don't have a traditional background so they don't fit the mold. If that's you, you're part of my community. What I've realized is that these experiences that seem like a liability are actually your differentiating strength. The secret is to transform how you perceive your own story. Even if you've been on an untraditional path, you've accrued some skills over time that are really valuable in the workforce. Your task is to identify those experiences and trumpet them because it's likely that story that is your ticket to a great job. I know this because I had my own self-doubts that I had to overcome. I didn't have top-notch internships in college. I also wasn't an extraordinary student. By the time graduation came around, I was definitely the thank you Lottie versus the cum laude. What I didn't realize was that I was really good at connecting with people. And now as a talent nerd and a CEO, I've watched thousands of graduates who actually had a lot of self-doubts overcome those and accomplish goals they never thought were imaginable. And here's how. Ask yourself two questions. The first is, why do you wanna do this work? Maybe you already know the kind of job or work environment that makes you happy. Or maybe you haven't quite figured that out yet. Usually your personal experiences can help give you clues. For example, did your grandmother do manual labor and it made you really worry that she didn't get access to high quality healthcare? Did your brother have to overcome his dyslexia and you helped him with his reading? And so you became really attuned to education policy. When you're in an interview, go ahead and talk about them because it will show your passion and your dedication to the work. One young person I know, Dylan, was not sharing his personal story about filling out immigration papers for his parents when he was younger. Often when he told it, people would think that his parents weren't sophisticated. Dylan realized that he needed to harness the power of that incredible story along with his academic talents. He told it in a way when he was applying to law school that made it clear why he wanted to go into advocacy law. He is now in his third year at Georgetown Law. The second question you have to ask yourself is how can I share my story to showcase the unique strengths I will bring to the work? For example, did you have to work multiple jobs while you were in college that did not at all align with your major? That shows an employer that you have time management skills and a strong work ethic. Did you need to drop out of college because one of your parents was sick? Fill in the gap. Talk about how you administered their treatment plan. Talk about how you had to work around their complex schedules. That shows that you're thoughtful, that you're compassionate. And you know what? That is what makes a great teammate. Reframing the hardship in your story can remake your confidence over and over again. But it takes time. It's like running a marathon. You have to train and practice. Go back and reflect on those tough questions that you need to answer. The answers are what makes you, you. And I have to tell you, when you learn to practice that story, tell it with conviction, I am sure that the hiring manager is gonna hear the strength in it too.
Awesome. So yeah, I really, really like that video. I think it's a great kind of testimony to showing that, you know, the building a career and building your story isn't as easy as saying, yeah, like this, is, I had an internship every, I had an internship every summer. I had a, I had this, this cool opportunity because not everyone has those opportunities. And it's really about starting from where you're at, uh, based on what your experience is. So based on that video, I kind of just to close things off a bit as well. I wanted to walk everyone through an exercise that helped me a lot build kind of my personal brand statement. I know that sometimes sounds cliche or even being able to tell people what my story is in, you know, two to three sentences. So I want you to list five characteristics about yourself that you feel really proud about. And these could be um, nouns. So descriptive, descriptive nouns about yourself. And that could even be something, you know, uh, I, I know I'm kind. I know I'm a, I'm a clear communicator. I'm uh, even something more artistic. You know, I'm a painter or I'm a maker of something. Um, and then, so list five of those characteristics. And then I want you to think about five actions um, or verbs about yourself that you enjoy doing. So something when you do, when you're, when you're doing it, you feel it's awesome. It's, it's something that you would, that you think that you could make a career of, or it's just something you're passionate of. And these could be verbs. So writing, um, I love presenting. So sometimes I put presenting down or facilitating, organizing. It could be just very, um, you know, they're not simple, but just verbs that really explain some tasks that you love doing. And then also think about what kind of work community world do you want to work in? And this could also be attached to what's your main goal right now. And this will make a little bit more sense when I show you kind of the end, the end product, but just kind of think of, again, the list, the five characteristics or nouns that explain that, that, that you love about yourself list five actions or verbs that you also enjoy doing and think about what is your main goal right now you know what are you hoping to what what kind of work are you wanting to work in or maybe even what kind of community or world do you want to work in because this attaches again to that passion to leaving that positive impact that we spoke spoke about earlier so when you have all of those and again i sometimes i leave like wave of kind of awkward, empty space, <laughs> empty time for people to fill this out. But just for the sake of time, I'm just going to show you kind of a formula that can help you put this a bit together. So I use my noun and noun in order to insert verb and verb, um, people in order to strive towards an ideal, the insert your ideal world or future goal. So this is mine, for example. So obviously this formula, when you do put your, um, insert your nouns and insert your verbs in your future goal, it might sound a little bit choppy, which is totally okay. Cause this is also something similar to when you're building your LinkedIn, it's fluid as well. So this is something that you might write out and be like, I don't know if I like it right now. That's totally fine. This is what I have gotten to. Um, from this formula. So through my professional and personal roles, I use my passion for connecting and empowering uh, in order to guide and encourage people to strive toward a community where they have access to opportunities that matches their skills, talents, and goals. Um, I just read that out loud. I'm probably going to change it again because that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, just think about, um, again, those, those, things that you love doing, the, their characteristics that you love about yourself. And what is, what do you want to use towards that? What kind of, what is your future goal?
So for example, I guess what my future goal is to, is to encourage people to strive towards, you know, a community where they have access, where anyone has access to opportunities that matches the skills, talents, and goals that they're bringing to the table. So again, I wish I could spend a little bit more time on this, but I want to leave some time for questions. Um, but after this, please add me on LinkedIn. I would love to see what you've been putting together or if you have any kind of questions about what this should look like. Um, but again, just kind of think about, you know, even if you don't have anything by the end of this workshop, it's just something to think about going forward. And again, some, some next steps as well. So number one is a uh, social proof. So it's, it's so good, especially when you're starting to post on, on LinkedIn, it's crazy. You know, when you post, for example, when I worked at Niagara college, I worked a lot with the cannabis program on campus and I started posting some stuff on cannabis. I started posting articles. I shared um, an event that I was, that I was running at Niagara college. And then all of a sudden people started approaching me to come speak at things about cannabis, even though I didn't mean it to happen that way. Um, I just became the person that went, would go and talk about cannabis at different events and, and on campus. Um, and then eventually that became like my cannabis brand. Brand, funny enough, became kind of now what my brand is around career building, around helping people pivot their careers and building this brand for themselves as well. So it's crazy when you start telling your story, how much people resonate with that and really, you know, look at you for, for proof in terms of, you know, um, the social proof that you're providing of, you know, I am someone that wants to tell my story of being a student uh, learning virtually. And that says a lot. Um, it's also about showing up. So I actually created these next steps before COVID. So when you could actually go and network in person, um, but continue to come, you know, there's only so much that can happen on LinkedIn. Obviously it's a great catalyst for great opportunities, but it's also about continuing to show up at different events. So obviously that's all virtual, but it's, you know, continue to show up at events like this, at things, things that um, the college is putting on. I know once you become an alumni, there's a lot of ways that you can stay engaged with alumni, shout out to alumni. Um, and then also last two, grow strategy and focus on your own success metrics. So right now you might be like, Maddie, I'm just starting my LinkedIn journey. I am not going to focus on how I'm going to grow my LinkedIn, but it's just something to, it's just something to think about of, okay, now that I'm, you know, putting stuff out on LinkedIn, do I want to do a blog just for my own benefit, just to put stuff out there? Do I want to push things out on Twitter? Um, and really thinking about, you know, if, if the growth strategy is just to stay on LinkedIn, that's fine. Or if the growth strategy is just to use it for job searching, that's fine. Um, but just kind of thinking about just going the step ahead and next steps. And also finally focus on your own success metrics. When you do start posting and engaging on LinkedIn, the last thing you should do is worry about how many likes you're going to get on a post on LinkedIn. When I first started posting, I was very, I was worried all the time. I was like, Oh my gosh, no one's going to like my post. Why am I, Oh my bad. Why is any like, why am I posting if no one's going to like it? And eventually when I stopped caring about that, the likes eventually came in and it was fine. I don't really, I don't really care anyways, how many likes I get, but really focus on your own success metrics and not on how many people are going to like it or whatever else. It's really about, even if you make an impact on one person about sharing your experiences, being a student right now, that's what matters. And just a final quote as well by Malcolm Forbes, too many, too many overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they are. So again, overarching of building your story on LinkedIn, but also building your story for your career in general, 
regardless of LinkedIn. It's really about focusing on your strengths and focusing on what you are bringing to the table instead of worrying and, and even uh, self deselecting yourself from certain things. We oftentimes stop ourselves from applying for jobs or stop ourselves from posting things on, on LinkedIn or even on any social media because we're scared about what people will think we aren't when we really should be showing people who we are. So yeah, I really, really love this quote. Again, thank you for coming to the, I'm going to open up if anyone wants to type out any questions or unmute either. Um, I just threw a lot of info. So any questions at all, and please add me on LinkedIn as well. You can find me at Maddie Fuller, M-A-D-I-F-U-L-L-E-R. And really it's a time, you know, this is a great time to build your story and share it because a lot of people, um, you know, can really, that's a point of social media to relate and engage. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. And I will open the floor for questions or typed out questions, whatever you prefer. Hey, Mari. Hi. Hey, how you doing? My name is Angelo. Um, so I'm currently, I currently do within Nike College. I'm in a core program for mechanical engineering. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to ask you, like when you were first getting started with LinkedIn, just, you know, building that brand for yourself, like how, how long did it take you to feel comfortable like with the whole dynamics of, you know, LinkedIn and just, you know, just sharing, just sharing your story. Cause it, it is, it's truly a courageous thing to do. Like not a lot of people do it. I, I myself, I can admit, like I'm, I'm mostly a confident person, but when it comes time to like, say like actually sharing my own story or mm -hmm. even just um, talking about myself, it's, it, that's, that's where I kind of digress. You know what I mean? Yeah, I to I totally get. That's a really good question. Um, I will say firstly, I am not 100% <laughs> comfortable yet. I'm going to be honest, every time I post something, it's a little, you know, it's a it's a continued kind of talking yourself up a bit. Like I'll, I posted something, you know, the other day and I was like, Oh my gosh, what if it gets no likes? What if no one likes it? And you know, it got, it got the likes, you know, someone reached out to me afterwards. Oh, thank you so much. That really resonated with me. Just one person did. And that meant a lot. So I think it's a bit of, it's always like that saying of like, you're your biggest enemy. Um, you know, I'm still not a hundred percent comfortable, but the thing is once I post, I never regret it. And I think it's just remembering that once you do something that is, you know, positive for your brand, you're sharing something that means a lot for you, you'll never feel that regret. Um, but also just like embracing the uncomfortableness as well. Cause like many of these things are not naturally comfortable. So it's really good to kind of embrace it and then move on with your day, turn off. I sometimes turn off my notifications on LinkedIn once I post something. So I don't worry about it. And it's really just about being, you know, finding that inner critique and kind of shoving it out as well and being your biggest hype man sometimes. Um, but yeah, I definitely, it comes in small steps too and really just posting it for yourself and no one else. That was a really great question, Angelo. I wanted to jump in on that, Maddie, as well. As yeah. Starter challenge for students because I know it is sometimes intimidating on creating your own content and putting something out as your own words. That's what a lot of the pressure comes from and that, I like what you said, that inner critique. Share other people's things and just leave a comment saying, yes, what are your thoughts on this? This really stuck out to me and start that conversation that way. That's that kind of call to action that you brought up. So if you aren't ready to jump in with your own content, pushing that out, share other people's and you have that option of adding in that messaging that is your own. 
Mm-hmm. That's a great, yeah, that's such a great point, Sarah. Thank you for mentioning that. Cause that is how, actually, when I think about it, that is how I started my LinkedIn is just like starting to share other people's posts and, and putting it in. And again, Angelo, it's also, if you are like, what, like, where does content come from? It comes from like your everyday life as well. It can be very little things um, of what you learned in class or your past or previous experience or one of, you know, if you just want to share your biggest tip that you've received in the past year, just kind of thinking about it like that. What is one maybe next step or challenge you have for students to get on LinkedIn or maybe become a little more active after hearing this? Yeah, I I mean, a couple tips. A, easy ads, like add me and Sarah on LinkedIn. That Those Absolutely. are really easy. And even your professors, just add people that you're comfortable in adding and then build up that comfortability of adding more people outside your network. Up, change up your, just get your headline and summary done and add the easy things, you know, putting in your education, putting in your experience, start easy. Um, and then, and this isn't a self plug whatsoever, but post something about this session. You know, if you want to post about this session and even post the question of, you know, I'm currently working on my own story and I'm excited to see what that looks like. You know, it gives you a way this is, and I promise this isn't me just saying, share something, <laughs> share some, share something and tag me. That's not what it's about. But think of one thing that would inspire you to post and act on it and just like let it out in the universe and feel that uncomfortableness and just, you know, make that maybe this month, next month's goal. Cause I guess February is around the corner and yeah, again, add me on LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Share this session. I love that (laughs) at all. Share this session. Um, Like you said, jump onto LinkedIn. We also have another episode of go to college they said that we had a conversation with maddie all about some other linkedin tips as well so i will send that out to you but definitely share this and it is a conversation starter absolutely thank you maddie so much of course thank you everyone such a wealth of knowledge and like i said everyone you'll be able to access this audio back onto the go to college podcast bye everyone this was such good timing (laughs) it was really good timing (laughs) 